and our last video. Too. <laughs> uh, right over there is my co-host, Dr. Zayas G.O.D., uh, Danny Torquell. And uh, we are here to talk about the trailer for Evil Dead Rise, which just dropped. There's two of these freaking things today. Rise. <laughs> and down there, bringing the comedy, is Mr. Mike Bongiorno from Pop Culture Man Children. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Dead by Dawn. There you go. And right next to him, Brady Bunch style, is my brother from another mother, Mr. Brian Corshair. Brian, welcome. Join us. Oh, man. You guys are just dropping the quotes. This is hot. Yes. So good thing we got that one viewer that I didn't alienate so far, and we can get this party started. Uh, we're all, we also might get joined by Derek Stockton, who's a filmmaker from Tennessee, and uh, he's been on the show before. We'll see. But uh, guys, I was thinking, I want to get your Evil Dead background, and we'll do a little roundtable. You ready? So out of the four existing Evil Dead movies, which one is your favorite? Danny, why don't you lead us off? Uh, Evil Dead 2 is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I love, I, I think the Evil Dead is the greatest franchise in horror history. Uh, it's, it's my number one because it's four perfect movies that are completely different than the last one. Uh, and that includes the 2013 remake, which I kind of feel like based on the reaction to the trailers today, a lot of people seem to have forgotten how freaking great that movie is. Right. Uh, and I love all of them. When I was in college, I had all three Evil Dead movie posters on my wall. I'm drinking out of an Evil Dead mug. I'm wearing an Evil Dead shirt. I'm ready to rock and roll. I fucking love this series. Nice. Oh, and that, I also didn't mention, of course, Ash vs. Evil Dead, which was perfect. And, uh, my, like, best friend in the world, Dana DiLorenzo, uh, who, uh, was on that show. She's not my best friend in the world, but I'm very friendly with her and, uh, met her at a bunch of horror conventions. She, she is definitely, I consider her a friend. And, uh, I got to interview her, Bruce Campbell, and... Uh, Ray Santiago a bunch of times for uh, Geeks of Doom when I was writing for Geeks of Doom uh, and covering that show weekly. And that was like the highlight of my pre-Lassercast uh, work in uh, covering horror uh, semi-professionally. Nice. Man, so it goes pretty deep for you, man. Yeah. I, I Like Brian said, join us. Like I watched The Evil Dead when I was a kid and it screwed me up my dad wouldn't like of all the movies my dad had like a thing for Raimi he would not let me watch Raimi movies like Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 and Dark Man were like on the very short band list like everything else I could watch The Exorcist didn't matter but yeah, yeah. so huh. like when I finally got to watch them they were like special right off the bat for me mm, okay well Mike what about you which Evil Dead movie is uh the closest to your heart Oh, geez. Uh, well, I probably have to agree with Danny that the 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 best one in the series is two. Two is it's running on all cylinders. It, it has all of the technique and you know scares of part one, but has the comedy element and the heroic element of Ash. Although I have to say, one is almost there for me. One has its charms in how just brutal it is and how you know you watch and you think these are just like college kids how do they do this um yeah. 
I, 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 I'm going to bring the room down by saying I don't like the remake. Oh. But I, I do like Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, I do like a lot of the video games. I've seen the play. There was a musical that they mm-hmm. ran in New York. I saw it three times when it ran in New York. Um, so I, lo- I love this franchise. Okay, Jesus. Uh, Brian, you have seen the musical as well, right? Yes, I've seen it a number of times. I saw the original run, I want to say twice, and I, I go almost every year for because they put it up every, every Halloween. Uh, I took my son to it last year. Oh, wow. Uh, six. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> a parenting decision, but he, he did enjoy it. The only thing he was afraid of was getting uh, blood splattered on him. Uh, right. And, and he didn't really, that didn't really happen for him. So everything was good there. Uh, we didn't go this year, but I'm hoping I can go back again next year. Um, that honestly might be my favorite aspect of Evil Dead is that live experience of that musical because it's, it's fantastic. Awesome. Okay. So, so uh, just joining us right now is Derek Stockton. And he's a filmmaker. Uh, I've seen a bunch of his short films. He's fantastic. And I want to get his view on this trailer. But Derek, before we even get there, I just want to know which Evil Dead film is your favorite? Uh, Evil Dead 2 is going to be my favorite. Yeah, it's it's like everybody said. It's, it's like a mix between the third and the first original. And it's just got the perfect balance of everything. So it's it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, and I'm going to have to join Derek there and say that Evil Dead 2 is my favorite. It's definitely the one that I've rewatched the most. Um, what's interesting about the 2013 movie and this trailer is that they seem like they are very removed from the feeling of Evil Dead 2. And so I was thinking we could talk about that and compare all the movies after we watch this trailer. What do you guys think? Sure. Cool. All right, sure. you guys ready to become like regular YouTubers over here and have a trailer reaction? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Alright, so uh, feel free to say shit over this. So thematically, we've got a mother in her kitchen. It's domestic. She's breaking eggs, which is like eggs could become life, and she's going to kill her kids. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, this is the Red Man trailer, right? This yeah. This is what I, I consider the this Red Man. This is the first one that came out this morning. Yeah, so this is the Red Man one. Yeah. And so you guys were saying that you prefer the second trailer to this one, right? I was saying that, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't even know there was a, a green trailer until right before we came on. And I watched it and I was like, so like, yeah, like that scalp on the da- on the dock is not obviously in the, the other trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pause it too and talk over it a little bit because I think that if I just play it straight, we might get like copyright stricken. But um, so you're saying that this one is the red band one and the other one that's longer is the green one red band i thought they're both red band two different trailers i might be wrong yeah yeah on the on the the evil dead twitter page there was like a vote and most people voted for the red band so i I assume they released that first so i think there is a difference because it was red band or green band um if i had to pick i would say this is probably the red band because because it's a little bit you know warrior yeah it's definitely this is definitely the trailer i watched this morning because i just watched the other one and you don't see the scalp land on the dock Yeah. yeah okay so, all right, so here we go. There's more narrative in it, though. It's a little bit more plotty. Yeah, the second one, yeah. So we got the Necronomicon, and uh, there's a recording. This trailer what right off the it? bat reminds me of the 2013 Evil Dead a lot. What about you So I, I mentioned to Chris, because uh, Chris posted this uh, you know, on social media, and I said, 
I really like this trailer and I'm going to be like first on first in line to see it in the theater. But there is a sense of kind of been there, done that to this trailer Mm -hmm. um, with like, oh, there's the Necronomicon. Oh, they're playing a recording and you hear, you know, Kondar. Like I've heard that since 1981. So there's this and then there's, you know, there is the, and, and then of course you, you get the girl with the chainsaw. It, there is this sense. It kind of feels like they were like, how can we make the evil dead a little different? Let's put kids in jeopardy. And that's kind of like the hook of these two trailers is we're going to make the evil dead, but we're going to put kids in jeopardy this time. And that's going to up the tension. And we're going to do the, like, because the gore in the 2013, like is legit gore. And if, if this one is going to be on that level, I mean, then again, it's kind of like been there, done that. I'm okay with that. But yeah. that was my only critique of the trailer was I kind of feel like I've seen some of this stuff before. Yeah. I think that's a necessary thing though. I mean, this, this is a, um, you know, another movie in a franchise may not be directly connected to any of them or, or maybe we don't know yet. Um, but I think you need to see some of those things there. Although, I think in this trailer, um, you do see a lot of hallmarks. Like Danny mentioned, you, you see the, the Necronomicon, you see the record player, uh, yeah. you see a, a, a huge amount of blood shooting out of something. But this trailer lacked my favorite aspect of the Evil Dead, which is that shaky POV cam. Oh, yeah. The trailer does have. And to me, that's like the most Evil Dead thing. So, right. Um, and that was one of the reasons I preferred the green band to this one. Ooh. Oh, and yeah. The, with the eye thing gives me like flashbacks to. Um, the video game Dead Space 2, spoiler alert. Um, so I, I that, that like triggered me, and and actually this did too. Uh, the oh, cheese sure. that, yeah. that also triggered me too. Um, uh, my wife cut her hand with a, a mandolin once, and it kind of reminds me of that. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. grew up I grew up watching ECW, so I'm okay with cheese graters being used for violence. <laughs> okay, now this right here. This is one of the most disturbing things. I think this is the most disturbing thing in these trailers. It's like so, someone's eating glass, right? And the glass is coming through their throat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how bonkers it is. I think visually it looks a lot like the remake. It's got that more contemporary uh, color timing. But I feel like the remake, I feel like I see more humor in this. And when I humor, when I say humor, I don't mean like jokes. I mean in a sort of, um, in a mannered way, like the way that the deadites that we see in this trailer behave seem really bonkers. And to me, that is more, that struck me as being very real evil dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look at this right here. There's your chainsaw right there. And it's weird too, because like, it's so much like that 2013 movie because the main character is a woman as well. Right. It's, um, what's the main character's name in that one again? Yeah. Mia, right, right, okay, yeah, and then this little that girl. Movie, that movie also, uh, like, it, it, it set you up to think that one of the guys was going to be the Ash character, yeah, and it it flipped the script by having the girl who's possessed at the beginning actually come back to be the final girl, which I don't think anybody expected when the movie started. Like, you just thought, oh, she's in the basement now, so she's going to be you know, the Cheryl of, of this movie. And then right. she ends up being the final girl at the end. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
you know, although you could say there's a precedent that you know Ash gets possessed in every movie too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, one thing, Derek, you uh, we didn't discuss the remake with you yet. Are you a fan of the 2013 Evil Dead remake? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's really brutal and it's uh, it's a good film. I really enjoy the the gore and everything in it for sure. Um, I think, like somebody said there, I think the de- the dead outs being a little jokey and a little bit more like that type of black dark humor uh, comes across in this trailer right here, um, especially with the any mini money mo bit and whenever she's knocking on the door, one in and talking to the little girl. So yeah, it's uh, I feel like the the remake was a, l- a little more dark. It didn't have hardly I don't think it had hardly any humor, so it was very dark. But I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, and and like this sequence right here, I paused it here because. To me, I feel like this has got to be like a cold open sequence right here, right? Where there's different characters. It's not in the city like the rest of the movie. And they're like in some sort of sunlit place. I think we've already gone past the building that looks like a triangle. Did anyone else? There, there it is. Did anyone else um, get Mandy vibes from that building that was in the woods? Uh, yes. I was getting mid- Midsummer vibes. Yeah. That too. Yeah. So do you think like do you think that these are totally unrelated characters and that this is going to be essentially a cold open for this movie this this sequence right here where I the think, girls coming out of the water? I think maybe the mom goes camping or whatever, yeah, and gets possessed and brings it home into the apartment building. Okay, okay, and, and that's another reason why I really like the second trailer that I watched, which I think is the Green Band trailer because that shining you, shot. Yeah, you don't you don't really get a sense of this movie taking place in an apartment building from this trailer. Yeah. Like you, you get that like cabin in the woods vibe from those few scenes and yeah, it's taking place in a home, but the other trailer like shows the apartment complex. It shows people like in a city and I'm like, Oh, okay. This is going to be really different. Evil dead in the city is like a different take mm-hmm. on it's like, I mean, it invented the cabin in the woods genre. So to take that and put it, in the in the city in like a sky rise building is is a cool thing absolutely yeah derek as someone that actually like lives in the country and stuff how do you feel about evil dead being set in an urban setting oh well i mean i'm a a huge fan of a movie called demons too so like i i like the aspect of the high rise thing for sure um I had thought this movie may be inspired by that, but apparently the director had never seen it. So he had responded to one of my tweets and I was kind of upset about that a little bit, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, this, I feel like the, you know, the cabin in the woods thing is good. Um, it looks like they intertwine that some here with that little cabin we see in the trailer, but I think the high rise thing could be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, I know Danny mentioned this before. He saw Ash versus Evil Dead. He watched the whole show, and he talked about it on our channel, too. Um, have any of you guys watched that show that was on Stars? Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't see the last season because I think – I don't know what happened. I lost Stars or something, but I watched most of it. Oh, okay. So, like and, – and we can kind of get out of this trailer now over here and just start talking again. I mean, um, we just that, – that one line at the end of the trailer is freaking great, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your mother's with the maggots or whatever. Your mother's with the maggots now is an all time freaking trailer line. I actually like, I actually got scared for some reason. I I thought of rogue one and I was like, this feels like such a good trailer line. I hope it's not just something that was done for the trailer. That is actually 
edited out of the movie. Like, and, and by that, I mean like Rogue One, where it's like, I'm a rebel. We rebel. That line wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and neither was half the stuff you saw in that trailer. So I, that's that was my only concern. I, I, don't, I know it's a weird uh, parallel to make, but I, I thought that line was so good. Yeah. And I just, I was like, that line better be in the final cut of this movie. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, came up. Let's take a shot. <laughs> there you go, right? Yes, on one of our shows. Yeah, but like, here's the deal. Um, the behind the scenes of this is very interesting, right? Because we've been talking about the Evil Dead remake in 2013, and they were going to make a sequel to Army of Darkness, a fourth Evil Dead movie. And I saw that on a con panel, um, uh, what's his face? Bruce Campbell was saying that they were essentially going to make a sequel to the 2013 movie. They were going to make a sequel to Army of Darkness. And then there was going to be another movie that was going to tie them together. Mia's story and Ash's story. Have you guys heard something similar to that? Hmm. Yeah, I heard that before, but didn't didn't it all get derailed by like COVID essentially? I think even before COVID, it got derailed. And then they made that Ash versus Evil Dead show. And that was kind of like the end of Ash's story. And I think that Bruce Campbell's even said that he's retired from playing that character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. I mean... Yeah. There comes a point where you can't just get, you know, 40 gallons of blood thrown on you anymore when you're, you know, close to collecting AARP. <laughs> I think he's past that point. And, like, you know, we had some of that humor in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, too, right? Where he's beating himself up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, pizza Papa. <laughs> pizza Papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you guys this. Like, Give me your thoughts. Let's just go around in a circle right now and tell me, like, what are the high points of this trailer? Are you looking forward to it? Do you think this is going to take it in a new direction? Danny, you go. I I really like the trailer. I, I did feel it was a little been there, done that. But I think Brian kind of swayed me with the whole, you know, you have to sell this movie to new audiences. You got to kind of remind them of the tropes of Evil Dead. I, I did like the green trailer better just because it, it establishes the city setting better. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be gory. Deadites look like they're scary as fuck. And like your mother's with the maggots now is just, it's a great freaking line. I, I'm, I'm going to be there day one. Yeah. He's going to get a um, cavity colors shirt that has that line on it. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Brian, what about you? you know, it, it's funny. Well, I, I was meant to say this in the beginning, but when I, I have a extensive t-shirt collection of weird matchup things and there are three things I always look for when I find a new T-shirt site. It's Transformers, X-Men, and then Evil Dead. So uh, I'll probably buy that same shirt with, 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 along with Danny there. <laughs> I, I also agree that I, I like the Green Band, trend, Green Band trailer a little better. I think it gave um, a little bit better sense of the plot and the, you know, the, the timeline of, of the movie. Um, I really like there was the one shot, oh, I felt it was kind of very much insidious, where you see um, the mom crawl out of the corner. Of the of the screen behind the, the, the main character, um, I, I really like that. It seems to be a, a singular deadite as an antagonist. Maybe someone else gets possessed. I think we do see one of the, the the younger kids get possessed at some point in the trailer there. But I like the idea of um, you know potentially just having a single antagonist uh, rather than everybody getting uh, possessed. And I actually really like the line that was in both trailers where the little girl says. Uh, you know, you'd be a great mom because you're good at lying to kids. I like that. That hit hit me so hard. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I got kind of fucked up because there's one shot where the little girl, like the smallest kid, uh, looked like Clementine, my daughter. And I was like, oh, fuck. I hate when that happens in movies. They always have these little blonde girls, you know? <laughs> Derek, as a father of uh, a little blonde girl, did that bother you too? Uh, yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how I react to the bringing in the children to kind of interact with the Deadites. Um, of course, the trailer I thought was really good, seemed really brutal. I'll be there on day one to watch it, of course. Uh, I like the Green Band trailer the best as well because it does establish a little more. Honestly, when I watched the first trailer, I was sort of sort of like all over the place. I was just like, what, the, you know, what's going on? But uh, I thought it looked good. I do have faith in the director, uh, Lee Cronin. I'm a pretty big fan of his other work, including some of his short films. So I have, I have faith that he's going to bring the goods. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want to I want to put a pin in that. Once we get Mike's re uh, response, I want to know more about Lee Cronin because I know nothing about him. So you can kind of fill us in. Uh, Mike, what about you? I'd say the the highlight uh, of the trailer we looked at just now was um, the scene where the mother is outside in the apartment uh, hallway and the girl's talking, the little girl's talking to her through the peephole. Because, um, you know, I always loved in the original series when the Deadite would be, would sort of downshift back into a person and Ash would, always fucking fall for it. Right. And um, I got to say, I, I like the idea of um, it being about a family. Like, not necessarily the idea of children in peril, but the idea of the matriarch of this family is a deadite, and how do aunts and children all deal with that? Although I agree with Danny, which was, from following this for the last couple months, I feel like the gimmick that I was told was this is evil dead in an apartment building. And then that isn't really what this trailer is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it does. Like just what Danny has said a bunch of times, it's like, kind of feels like the same old, same old, like it's the same story over again. Um, yeah. you would think that Just piggyback off what, what Mike yeah. said, somebody on Twitter today posted that they got conjuring vibes from this. And I think that like the aspect of, it's like a family in peril with a possessed mother and children involved. Uh, yeah. You know, you brought up Insidious and that's James Wan also. And it's like, you could totally see some of that James Wan kind of like haunted, possessed mother attacking the family vibe. Uh, I, I could totally see that as a comparison. Like a, if, if uh, The Conjuring was a gory Evil Dead movie, of course, yeah. Right. And, you know, it's weird because I'm actually in my mom's apartment. You know, we're not in a high story. We're in a second floor apartment in uh, Cedar Park. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I come over here to record. But anyway, I showed her the trailer because she's into horror. We're actually watching Deadstream right before I started doing this, too. Um, and she saw that one shot and she was like, oh, that's just like hereditary, too. So she's referencing hereditary. You guys are referencing The Conjuring. Yeah. Clearly, there's a bunch of movies where, like, the mother is possessed or, like, the mother is evil. Um, what I was going to ask you guys is, do you think that this is like a new trend with like setting established franchises in urban settings? Like, cause isn't scream six going to be in New yes. York city too? Scream takes Manhattan. <laughs> right, right, right. So like, why do you think they would make that change for these franchises, these established franchises? Um, so something different. Um, I, I mean, how many franchises have made that kind of leap from, you know, the woods to the city other than Jason takes Manhattan, you know? Yeah. Um, 
You know, I mean, there was this trend in the night where everything went to space, you know, maybe Manhattan's the cool. (laughs) I almost jokingly tweeted that, like, what's next? Is it going to be Evil Dead in space? And I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to tweet that. I don't want to give anybody any ideas. But yeah, I think Brian's right. Like, Like, sometimes I think the biggest problem that I had with Scream 5, the one that came out this year, was it relied so heavily on the first movie, like the legacy sequel. And I know that that's what it was. The whole point of it was, but it like the, to the point where the ending takes place in Stu's house from (laughs) the first movie. And like, so when you see the characters from scream five on a subway in New York city on Halloween, you're like, Oh, okay. This is different. And like, yeah, there's, there's good different, like, you know, scream on in Manhattan and uh, Evil Dead Rise in an apartment building, and then there's you know Leprechaun in space and <laughs> movies like that. So right, Jason X, yeah. I I wonder, like, I, I always wonder about the behind the scenes. Like, is it because maybe like when you're in a city setting, like in post COVID, because all this shit is now post COVID, right? And and I feel like living in a city in with COVID it's scary to interact with other people, right? And Evil Dead has this whole infected vibe to it. And I wonder if, like, that was something that was going on in uh, Lee Cronin's head, was thinking about, like, someone infected in an apartment building, you know? And um, I I don't know. I mean, maybe there might also be a simple thing of, like, it's easier to film in certain cities now because of COVID, and, like, they, they, they give discounts in filming in areas. I think this movie, as far as I read, was actually filmed in New Zealand. Did you guys see that, too? Yeah. Oh, that that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Ash vs. Evil Dead was mostly filmed there. Yeah. Um, Rob Talford, Rob Talbert, who right. was the original uh, executive producer. producer, he is married to Xena. He's married to Lucy Lawless, who was oh, yeah. in Ash vs. Evil Dead, and so a lot of this was set, a lot of Ash vs. Evil Dead was set in New Zealand. And uh, they, I mean, Bruce Campbell filmed so much of his stuff in New Zealand. I think like uh, Xena, Hercules, all those shows were filmed there. Right, right. Yeah. I, I was going to ask um, Derek too. Um, you mentioned before Lee Cronin. I know that he was handpicked by Sam Raimi to direct this movie. You said that you saw some of his shorts. Um what about his style do you think drew Sam Raimi to him? Uh, as far as his style, I mean, the a movie that you guys may or may not have seen is A Hole in the Ground. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I mean, it's just probably the as far as the shorts, there's a short called Through the Knot that he directed, but it's been 12 years ago, so it's an older short. But, uh, you know, as far as what Sam Raimi may have seen in him, I'm not sh- I'm not really sure, but uh, – I know that he's basically did a bunch of several short films and he did the hole in the ground and then, then he got the evil dead gig. So that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like, like the short directors are nabbing these, you know, bigger things. Like uh, I was thinking about those two guys that we uh, just talked about their movie, right? Danny um, uh, fucking something in the dirt. Those two guys. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, Benson, Benson and Moorhead. And Moorhead. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're they're guys that make kind of smaller things, and they've gone on to bigger things too. And that I was but this kind is, of this has been like a trend in horror now for a while, where you you find a director who used a very small budget to make a pretty good 
indie horror movie and then you elevate them to a franchise piece. Uh, this was done with, I believe his name is David Sanford. He did Lights Out. He did the Lights Out short, then he did Lights Out, and then he was given Annabelle uh, Creation, I think, which was really good. Right. Um, he did you know, uh, Shazam, if you want to do a little shout out to our other channel. Oh, yeah. Helpful Transformed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but th this is something that's kind of like been been going on where uh, you, that's really like Mike Flanagan even. Like yeah. Mike Flanagan, uh, his like breakthrough movie for a lot of people was Ouija Origin of Evil. And I remember when that trailer came out, my thoughts were, oh, my God, they're making a prequel to freaking Ouija. Who the hell would see that? Yeah. And it was, you know, this little known horror director who had directed the Oculus short and did Oculus for, I believe, WWE Studios. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Ouija kind of hit big. And then all of a sudden he's the the Netflix man and Stephen King's muse and, and all these wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it looks awesome, this movie. Like, it looks like someone that has a lot of experience under their belt. Um, as, as we kind of wrap this up, I wanted to go around and, and ask you guys, uh, let's start with Mike this time. Is, is there anything that you feel like could make you dislike this movie or not be interested in seeing potential sequels? Because I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to probably make try to make a trilogy if this becomes successful. Um, well, I guess going back to what I said about the remake, uh, I, I feel like there needs to be humor in the mix. Um, it doesn't have to be straight up, you know, slapstick, but I think part of the essential recipe for a good evil dead film is some absurdity, some, some real like bananas stuff. So if they try to be too serious or um, move too far away from, you know, what makes Deadites cooler than regular zombies, right? What you take the humor out of Deadites and they're zombies, and we've seen that, right? Right. So that would make me uh, dislike it. Okay, um, Derek. I was going to ask you, going along with what Mike was saying, um, like based on what you've seen of Lee Cronin's work, do you think that he'll show that drill going into that? kid's eye and will he show someone getting their leg all graded up with a cheese grater yeah I'm, i think that he will yeah i think that he will i think it's going to be pretty brutal um as far as anything i don't uh, think i think i may not like is going to be the, the children aspect like i see i'm going to see how far he takes that part of it because anytime there's a like a something a scene that comes to mind i think it's the movie called uh it's got it's i can't it's the movie with um, egg, egg, I can't remember his name. I'm going blank here. Joel anyway, Egerton. Yeah, yeah, Joel Egerton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about it comes at night? Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a scene there. It's where they're carrying that baby up the hill and they sh get shot at. Uh, you know, stuff like that. The scenes like that kind of get to me a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I think that it could be definitely be a fun movie though. So I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, you know, um, I, I do wonder who's going to live in this movie and who's going to be like that character that's like the Mia in the remake and the Ash in the original trilogy. And you guys can also chime in and say who you think might be their potential franchise character. I think, but, it, might uh, alien, I think it might be an alien situation where you've got the ants as kind of a Ripley 
Yeah. And the little girl. I think at the end they'll be the two. Okay. And then and everyone else is fair game. And then she'll die before the beginning of the next movie. Yeah. Oh, when no. they, when yeah. they land on a penal colony. Uh, <laughs> right. That's evil dead in space. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, uh, what's the turnoffs for you for Deadites and Evil Dead? Um, I, I'm kind of an Evil Dead stand, So, I mean, it's going to work real hard for me to not like it. Um, typically, uh, I, there are two things I don't like, you know, when they do, do horrible things to children. And then the thing I have even less tolerance for than that is when they, when they do things to dogs. Oh. Um, but still, I'll probably still go with the next one if they make it. Um, I really can't think of anything that would be that bad, unless the movie just plain sucks. Um, yeah. That would turn me off from any potential sequels. Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks promising. What about you, Dr. Zayas? There's only two things they could do to turn me off to this franchise. Uh, if, uh, if, if it turns out that the Deadites are really just Corey Cunningham, mm-hmm. That's a Halloween Ends reference. That was a oh, Halloween okay. Ends. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and if, 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 the, if the town gets invaded by a bunch of hipsters and then they bring back Bruce Campbell only for him to be chainsawed through the chest and thrown in the garbage. Yeah. That was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 reference. They, they oh, can't man. fuck this up for me. They, they, they fucked up every, other franchises that I loved. They can't fuck up this one. Is that what happens in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? They kill the, the girl Sally from the first Hardesty one? comes back. She's on screen for five minutes. She gets chainsawed through the chest and literally thrown in the garbage. Oh, my God. It, but that's a different actress, too, right? Because the yeah. original actress died? Okay, okay. Marilyn Burns passed away, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. All right, all right. Well, um, do any of you guys have anything else you want to add to our Evil Dead discussion? No? All right, let's do the fun part where we all plug our shit. Uh, I know, Derek, you actually have a, a podcast now too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's called Six to Midnight. Uh, we, I've only got about 10 episodes into it right now, but yeah. And then, of course, then of course my films, you could just look me up at Derek Stockton Films on Facebook, and you can – most of my stuff right now is on Vimeo other than the feature film that, that I did, and it's, it's actually on uh, Voodoo. And, and Tubi. Oh, nice, man. Oh, nice. Wow. Bringing some prestige to this channel. So, but what's the deal with Six to Midnight, though? What's up with your show? Uh, it's it's really just uh, a way for me to kind of vent some creative juices as far as talking about some films that I grew up on, like VHS era stuff, like Demons, Demons 1 and 2, Original Dawn of the Dead. We just kind of talk about old films that people may not watch a lot these days and just kind of having fun with it. Awesome, man. Yeah. Sounds kind of similar to our channel. I'd love to uh, we'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bongiorno down there. I've been on your show a couple of times. Can you tell yes. me about it? Pop Culture Man Children is my podcast. It's available anywhere pods are found. If you like Evil Dead, in the next two weeks, we're doing an episode on, I always get the name wrong, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. Which some people call the Japanese Evil Dead. Um, I just watched that on Shutter, and it is great, wonderful. It's bonkers, wonderful. It's bonkers, and uh, yeah. And then Pete, you're coming on. We're gonna talk about uh, some Ninja Turtles soon, I think. Brian, the last Ronin. That's what me and him are talking oh, about. Last Ronin. Yes, my oh, yeah. son loves the last Ronin. He became obsessed with Ninja Turtles. That's why I told him there was a comic where they all die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. fantastic. So uh, yeah, Mike's show is fantastic. I'm gonna be on there soon. 
I have a show with Brian over there. Brian, I don't think I've ever made you plug our channel before. You want to do it? Man, you're going to make me do it? Uh, okay. Do it. Plug it. I'm on a channel with Pete, uh, who does most of the talking, and I just throw some random anecdotes in there called Comic Books Transformed. Uh, we just talk about stuff that had roots in comic books uh, that are now TV shows or movies. Uh, right now, we're covering Doom Patrol and Willow, and I seem to be the only person in existence who actually sort of liked Willow. So I'll say that. <laughs> Take me now for all you, all you want. Um, and that, that's kind of it. Yeah, women, I, I, men, close, getting closer to death, holding on to our childhoods. Yeah, yeah, clinging well, on to our VHS. <laughs> that's what it's all about, man. I yeah, it's funny. I, I I can't really see the transition from the uh, Evil Dead crew to people that like Willow, the new Willow show. I don't think there's the, on that Venn diagram. There's not a lot of people no, that fit in there. I am the only crossover in that regard. There's, I guarantee that there is not a single person. The, the middle of the Venn diagram is just a picture of Brian. Like yeah. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking around like John Travolta. <laughs> All right, Danny, plug this shit. What we got on the last cast? So uh, this is our first uh, video of the year. Uh, as soon as this video is over, you and I are going to record a review of Lake Mungo, which yes. just came up on Shudder. Um, one of Mike Flanagan's favorite horror movies. Uh, and then we are going to be getting into The Mayfair Witches, which is the second part of the Anne Rice Immortal Universe over on AMC. Uh, and if you want to check out the first part of that, Pete and I covered Interview with a Vampire, uh, one of our favorite shows of 2022. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then we're going to be just uh, be spacing out some some more horror reviews through the month. I know that Shudder is adding the insane 1980 film Possession, and I think we're going to be talking about that later, uh, later on in the month. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically Lake Mungo coming up and then the Mayfair Witches, uh, once a week throughout the month. Sweet. All right, yeah, so that is the last of cast. Make sure that you guys are subscribing to see some more of me and Danny. Check out everyone else's shows, too, because these guys are a lot of fun. I'd love to have each one of you back on the last of cast sometime soon. Maybe when this movie comes out, we'll talk about it. Sounds good. All right, so we'll see you guys real soon. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, bye. All right.